Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Women Who Rock with Success Media, an award-winning show for professional women and men. Since 2014, we have provided a voice for entrepreneurs in the areas of business, marketing, advertising, public speaking, lifestyle and wellness coaching, arts and entertainment, fashion designing, interior and exterior designing, and sports. Our guest experts provide the latest information in their field while creating an educational resource for our listeners and viewers. Join us each Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, followed by our latest brand, Women Who Rock Investigates. Now, let's go to the studio, where our session is already in progress with your show host, Mrs. Diane Winbush. Women Who Rock With Success complies with the rules and terms according to the Federal Communications Commission podcast guidelines. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are their own and their appearance on our digital media platforms does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. All guests who embrace our media stations are experts who are licensed in their fields of occupation. All rights reserved. And good morning, and welcome to Women Who Rock With Success Media, and this is your host, Ms. Diane Wendell. So thank everyone for tuning in today. And we know that we are just about the end of the year of 2022, so... We got some interesting guests that will be with us the remaining of the year to be able to um, help fixture the 2023 upcoming year. So today, um, one of our um, components or targets for women is going to be fitness, health, and wellness. And to be able to help us a little bit of, you know, in that area, it's going to be she's an entrepreneur and she's also a, a wellness coach and an author. And so let's welcome to the studio Ms. Fitz Kohler. So good morning. Well, good morning to you. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. So um, Fitz, kind of tell us a little bit about you. Let's kind of get some information about you and then also share with us, I guess, uh, your passion as to what kind of catapulted you to be able to get into the wellness industry. Yeah, so I am noisy, I am bossy, and I help people do better and be better by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. I do this uh, mostly, most exclusively through mass media, TV, radio, books, magazines, online podcasts, and I do a lot of corporate keynote speaking. So I target my messages to mass audiences because I find working with small groups unsatisfying. I want to make sure... And I'm reaching as many people as possible, and uh, that's been the trajectory of my career for a very long time. And then I also do professional race announcing. So uh, I host some of the largest, most iconic running events in the U.S. Okay, wow. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. No, I want to hear this. That's okay. (laughs) Yeah, so I make happy noise for tens of thousands of runners most weekends of the year at events like Los Angeles Marathon, Buffalo Marathon, Detroit Free Press, and so on. Um, I have three great new books out, uh, or, well, two new ones, new, new, Your Healthy Cancer Comeback, Sick to Strong, and the Healthy Cancer Comeback Journal. Those are follow-ups to my noisy cancer comeback because I happen to be a uh, highly credentialed fitness expert who beat the tar out of cancer for about a year and a half, and I... I took my lessons learned from that experience and uh, turned mm-hmm. it into an opportunity to help other people that were that had 
hit rock bottom and were at the depths of despair mm-hmm. and weakness because cancer had ravaged their body. So I rebuilt mine successfully, and I'm excited to help others as well. Okay, absolutely. That's a very impeccable story. So you would would you say that cancer kind of kind of helped you to helped a little bit to open doors in the areas of uh, wellness for you and for others? Uh, you know what's so interesting? I mean, it's just a very it's a unique experience that you just can't understand unless you go through it type thing. Um, and I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say cancer opened those doors, but what I did is I kicked, I kicked down the doors. I said, okay, this has been a horrible experience with some silver linings, but how do I make even sweeter lemonade out of this? And so, you know, first and foremost, I'm so grateful I survived and I'm alive. But then... You know, I'm a bright side type person and having those experiences I had and the knowledge in my head, you know, Diane, when I hit, I was skeletally skinny. I had lost a huge amount of weight and I was terribly weak. I was so weak I couldn't even open a water bottle. And I I was Mm -hmm. an athlete. I went from athlete to desperately weak and sick. And, Mm -hmm. And what I thought when I hit rock bottom is instantly... In my mind, I had already crafted and designed this perfect comeback story where I was going to Mm -hmm. rebuild my body gently Mm -hmm. with baby steps, and I was going to get all the way there. And I did. About a a little over a year after finishing 15 months of chemo, radiation, and surgeries, I ran the Boston Mm. Marathon. So I did a really good job on me. (gasps) But at the same time, when I was thinking, holy cow, I am just a shell of myself, what I thought is how difficult would it be to be a cancer patient and not be a fitness expert you know when you look at your mirror and yourself in the mirror and you think oh my gosh what has happened to me and then you have no knowledge on the rebuilding process that was really where I I just felt like I would be derelict in my duties if I did not create the guidebook the blueprint for other people to have a healthy cancer comeback like I was going to yeah, yeah, because after, uh, you know, reviewing your website and what have you, I'm like, okay, now she really is rocking it. She, you, it, it appears that you um, you did kick the door down. You did not allow this to succumb you. And then, of course, I love all of the different hairstyles. I love the pigtails. I love the pigtails. I really do. And so I was like, oh, okay, Dan. She is really vibrant. And so that's what women actually um, actually need. Um, unfortunately, yep. um, we had uh, we always have a segment for women for breast cancer each year. We always do that all month long. And so one of our mm-hmm. – um, we had, a, 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 I think, a panelist of probably about 15 or 20 women and one of them, um, she was on there one day, and, you know, um, uh, Fitz, um, I don't know if this may be the right thing to say. I think it's very, very important um, for women to make sure that they have, you know, I don't know how to say it, even more strong. Because one of them that was on there right now, October, I just kind of felt that um, – she was she was either depressed or she felt that it was gonna take she was gonna it was gonna get the best of her and so two weeks later unfortunately I'm serious we ran it on our website two weeks later uh, to this year just a few couple of months ago you know she succumbed to it the PR agent uh, emailed bad. me and said Diane yeah but I think uh, that did not have anything you know I think it's a lot of exercise that's I've never had breast cancer so I don't know I'm just I'm just detailing as to what the women I have 
talked to on the show since then, and I think it's a lot of, you have to have a lot of, I guess, self-motivation, and then you have to have a lot of, I don't know, I would think it would have to be, um, you know, encouragement, empowerment, and she was just down. She was, You could kind of tell it on the when we, we went live on the video, and I could kind of tell it. Uh, and so I, I helped the other ladies. I said, look, you all come in here and impact her while she's, while she's going through because the other women that we had, they were psychologists and different things, and they had overcome it, you know, 15, 20 years before, but she was in the middle of it. And so I kind of felt that she felt defeated then. And so when I got that that notice and, and what have you from her PR company saying that uh, she had passed and things, that just threw me for the rest of the day. So, you know, I just I just um, encourage my hands are off to you, gloves are off to you. You got it really going because if someone comes to your site, they can't do anything but be energized and motivated. So um, I thank you so well, much, yeah, for being there for women. Go ahead. Well, of course, of course. And, you know, it's interesting. So I had breast cancer, but there's so many commonalities between me and my friend Phil Decker right now who has stage 4 colon cancer mm-hmm. and my friend, Chris Voss, who has pancreatic cancer. I mean, we all, you know, the treatment triathlon is chemo, radiation, surgeries. And and every cancer patient Mm -hmm. or every cancer case is different, just like a snowflake. Right. But but there are some commonalities. And, you know, there's there's hardcore evidence that if you exercise, and you don't have to be a monster about it, but if you exercise and you choose quality nutrition and quality sleep and work on mental health, you are far more likely to um, hit remission and you are far more likely to not have a recurrence if you are taking care of your, yourself. So that, that physical yeah. stuff is undeniable. There's just a brand new study out of Tel Aviv University that says people okay. who engage in high-intensity aerobic exercise, so that would be anything that makes you huff and puff cardio, mm-hmm. makes you 72% okay. less likely 72% less likely to have cancer spread throughout your body. And that's a great gift mm. to have it remain in one right. spot where it could potentially just be surgically removed. So, you know, there's hard evidence mm-hmm. that we have a lot of control over our outcomes. Now, here's the other thing is, I, you know, no matter how much I wanted to run on certain days, I was down for the count. So I was a violently mm-hmm. ill cancer patient for a very long time. And I could not run or jump or play for a while. But what did I do? I did the things that I could do, which were, for me, I did a lot of stretching and strength training in bed in the lying down position. I always did stretches in the shower. And so that's what these new books are filled with is options. You know, if if your cardio Mm -hmm. is walking down the hotel, or I'm sorry, the Mm -hmm. hospital hallway after surgery, great. That's your cardio. Pat yourself on the back. That's Mm -hmm. something to be celebrated. If you can exercise in a chair, okay, well, here's guidance on that. But, um, but yeah, it's about taking control. And, you know, I had many dark days, and I cried a whole bunch, but I coached myself through the whole thing. I was constantly choosing perspective and where, you know, I could have had a big pity party. What I decided is that I wasn't a kid with cancer. You know, we see these pictures of children going through it, and you think, oh, my gosh. So for me, my perspective was I wasn't a kid going through cancer care, and it wasn't my kids. And so I was going to put on my big girl panties, and I was going to figure out a way to get on with it, and I did. I I worked all the way through it, and then I also – I chose to pursue my passions. I never missed a big event with my kids. If they had a a sport, a ceremony – 
a show, I was there, and uh, and I was I don't I dragged myself, but it was always a positive experience. And then my com- mm-hmm. my work has me traveling all across the United States every weekend. No matter how sick I was, I continued to do those things. And okay. so I had to continuously coach myself. It was perspective, pursue those passions, which I think mm. everybody should do no matter what, because those are the things that make you feel alive when you feel like right. you're dying, right? If, mm-hmm. if I didn't mm-hmm. go do my race announcing or be with my kids, all I would have been was sick, and that would have been incredibly defeating. And so those things were paramount, and then I chose to be positive. So, again, I cried almost every day. It was so hard, and it was very stressful and very scary. However, I would cry. I would get it out, in my, usually in my car or in my bathroom, and I would dry my tears, and I would try to put on a smile and get on with it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I, I certainly feel for other people in the, in the same position I was mm-hmm. or worse. But I, I want to encourage everybody, okay, do what you can, right? You still have control yeah. over today. Focus yeah. on the silver linings. There's always something to be grateful for. And, and, and you're right, that mental... Um, sturdiness, that resilience. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm sure your friend, your guest who did pass, I'm sure she was just in an unwinnable battle, right? So, um, but right. It, it, but it would have been nice to know that maybe she did still have some joy in her final final day. So cancer is terrifying, but we we can do hard mm-hmm. things. I'm sure all of your listeners could, you know, raising raising great kids is a really hard thing to do. Being right. a successful professional are really hard things to do. We've all been through so much, and if people just start making a list of their triumphs in life, they can they can mm-hmm. be their own coach through uh, illness or injury if and when it strikes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. And um, I guess we're going to move on to the second uh, question. But you know, um, and and this one, this lady, she works for a PR agency herself. She was actually okay. a, and, and it's just, um, I think what it was is just, it was a mental thing. That's what I could tell. I was able to see her visually, uh, visibly, and I was able to see the rest of the guests, and so they kind of helped, kind of pulled her through and what have you. She was still working, and so when the P, her okay. PR agent had actually um, contacted us, um, they were kind of livid. They were shocked. It was not something that was on the radar. She just went to the doctor one one that that Saturday or something like that, and then it was you know. And I think she was carrying a child through one you know no. through the process too. Yeah, she yeah, she had some small kids. I think one of them was in her arms, and the other one was Poor like two baby. years old and things. And so we was we were we were livid. I was, and so actually I did not know them face to face. You know, I just reached out to them, and they, I mean, they reached out to us, and they wanted to be on the show, but I just kind of saw some disparities there in her facial appearance that she was kind of, you know, it was kind of she was she it was no motivation there. So I, you know, and and I thank you so much for bringing that to attention because you know every every outcome is different, like you stated. But you have to yeah. do something. It's something that the person has to do. You have to keep, you have to, you know, the, the most of the guests, they were talking about, well, you know, we went to the, and got this, we got the lumosectomy, we got all of these things, but there was no 
it, you know, it was no positivity. So we're going to get off of that. We, we're we're going to get off of okay. that. And, so we're, and I'm, I, yeah, I'm still kind of sad about her and what have you because I kind of felt that she felt she was going to lose it. It wasn't, she was sick. She sure. wasn't even sick at the time of the, um, wow, of the actual interview. She was not sick at all. It's just, it, it came back on her just like that. And so two weeks later, I got that uh, uh, email message. And that did, that just kind of confirmed some things. I just felt that she did not have enough get up about herself to keep it, you know, keep it moving. Especially, you know, you got the yeah. little child and stuff. He, he was only like eight months. So she carried the breast she cancer is. while she was going through that. Yeah. So we want, we thank you so much for that period, though. I'm serious. It's not October, but I thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm going to say this right quick before we move on to the next question. You look so much like Megan Kelly. I don't know if you know exactly who she oh, is, but she was a I former. I sure do. What a nice uh, thing to say. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was a Fox. Um, Fox anchor. Uh, anchor person on Fox News and things. And I'm telling you. You and her look identical, so let's move on to the same Wow. So, yeah, you do. I'm serious. You really do, So especially with the pigtails. So um, <laughs> you, are, you are a speaker, and I'm pretty sure yeah. that you are an international speaker because you have different elements where you help people in so many areas. So when you get on the stage, uh, Fitz, Tell us a little bit about that, and what are some of the takeaways that you expect your audience to uh, retrieve from you? Because, you know, like a lot of people do a lot of TEDx speaking. They have a lot of platforms. They have this uh, Toastmasters. They have all of these types of things. And sometimes people are looking for opportunities for to be able to go into other doors, other countries, other cities. And then some people want to make an impact on their audience. So talk to us a little bit about that, and what are some of the things that you expect that your audience can take away with them after your message that you have delivered? Yeah, so I've been speaking for a very long time at a very high level, and it's one of my favorite things to do because I am uh, I love live audiences. I, it's, it's wonderful okay. to be able to deliver messages via television or radio or or video podcasting, all of those things. But mm-hmm. I love connecting with people. And so it's a real privilege for me. Uh, my my messages vary. It always does, com- depending on who the audience is and what they want from me. And so I rarely show up and think, I'm going to tell these people this thing. What I do is I do research in advance. And, uh, you know, if I'm working at mm-hmm. a, a race and they have me doing a keynote, I, I, I intertwine running and racing into a a message we've built specifically for that audience. And if I'm doing a corporate event, quite often it's about first impressions and how health and fitness intertwines with their professional success. So, Mm -hmm. you know, my my messages always vary. Uh, They're always, uh, I, I work hard to make sure I have the right message for the right group because I think it's a great privilege to be invited to stand on a stage. It's interesting, Diane. There's a lot of people who say, well, mm-hmm. I want to be a speaker. Okay. Well, <laughs> you wanting to be the speaking is not about the speaker. The speaking is about the audience. And if you're going mm-hmm. to be a speaker, mm-hmm. I think it's very important that you have a powerful, organized message and that you speak well. And so you, you mentioned Toastmasters, which I think is mm-hmm. vital for any speakers. I'm very fortunate that I did Toastmasters in 
first and second grade in my gifted program. And I, oh, wow. I, I'm still in touch with that teacher. And I thank her all the time because <laughs> she helped me build an incredible career out of speaking. But it, it's, it's the respect for the audience. You're going to get up there mm -hmm. and you need to have a purposeful message that's well organized and you need to speak well. So if you're going to stand up in front of 500 people and you're going to say the word, um, 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 or like, mm -hmm. like, like, it's mm -hmm. disrespectful to them. And so I think, I think right. it's an important job and, uh, it's fun. It's a great way to earn a living. You know, there's a lot of people out there shoveling mud for a living and to be able to speak right. uh, is, 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 is a gift. Uh, but yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with it. And, and I think what's important is that people think about the speakers they enjoy. I, I, I enjoy a high energy, engaging speaker. Sometimes I've been at a conference. Mm -hmm. There's a running conference I go to and every year they just blow it. They blow it. They bring in a speaker who is very humdrum and monotone and boring mm -hmm. and everyone in the room looks at their phone and plays word search games during the keynote and it's just a painful experience and then I've, I've gone to uh, conferences where they've had dynamic speakers who you know grab mm -hmm. everybody by the gizzard and shake them and say this is who you are and this is what we're going to accomplish and everybody everybody walks out of there saying hooray and that's that's how I present you know I want to make sure that I'm connecting with 100% of the people in the room and uh, you know, mm -hmm. one of the greatest pieces of feedback I get are the heads nodding. When people smile and they look me in the eye, when I can stare mm -hmm. at the person in the very back row, if there's 3,000 people in the room and that's, that person in the back is looking at me in the face and nodding his head and laughing, you know, I think laughter is really important in a presentation. I know that if my right. audience is looking for the next laugh, then they will uh, they will stay engaged and they will absorb the important information I'm trying to share. Uh, so yes, yeah, speaking is is fantastic and it's highly rewarding. I think it's a lot of fun. I've worked very hard for a very long time to build a, a career um, on a microphone, but it's 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 worth the effort. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. And. Um... I think we had a public. We well, we had several TEDx speakers to, to be um, guests on the show, and and so one of the things uh, elements that they pointed out was with something that you had just mentioned, and it was in regards to the um, the um, the um, oh. <laughs> you know, it was like that was certainly caused the audience to perhaps maybe pick up their um, iPhone and go to you know uh, screening on that or what have you, or scrolling or looking up something on 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 that or what yes. have you. So it's you know that's very very important that you capture the attention um, of your you know the audience through your storytelling. So great. So here's the next question, and this one is going to be kind of challenging, but it's a two prong question. So of okay. course we know that we're we're helping women trying to get jump started. That's one of the women's resolution for each year that comes in. I want to lose weight. I want to be better. I want to be um, healthier and what have you. And so. We know that TLC. I'm not for sure if the if the show is still uh, running, but TLC has um, you know hit the show called uh, My Six Hundred Pound Life. So here's the two prong oh, question. This is in regards to tips for women. So the first one is, how would you encourage a 
an individual, whether they're male or female, that has a 600-pound life, and then the second part of that question is to share with those women that do not have a six-pound, you know, lifestyle, you know, whether whether pounds are just, you know, plummeted and what have you, and what could you be able to give to them in regards to how they can be able to jumpstart this 223 uh, 2023 resolution and stick <laughs> to it. That's the main thing. We don't stick to anything. I'm, you know what? I'm trying to stop eating bacon. I'm trying to become a vegan, and it has been difficult for 2022 for me to even attempt to try to do it, but I'm working on it, but it has been sort of a challenge. I would say out of the 12 months, I've been successful seven, and the rest of the five months, I've went kind of back to the, you know, some of the steak and what have you and the bacon and, and what have you. So, if you would uh, talk to us a little bit about that um, as to how would you encourage an individual with a 600-pound life and then how would you encourage an individual that may not be 600 pounds but they do need the strategies to be able to continue to be motivated so they can be successful in their health and fitness? Sure. That's so, a lot. I know. <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm ready for it. So first of all, I think for everybody, 100% of people need to know that Perfect is boring, especially when it comes to fitness. So uh, you don't have okay. to be perfect, and taking that pressure off yourself will go a long way. And uh, okay. discipline, consistency will go a long way for everybody. And I, and I say this because it's interesting. Sometimes people, they, they get out the door for their first exercise session, and they expect these tremendous results. Well, let's say we're all going to learn to speak Russian. Okay, we all want to speak Russian. Just because we take mm-hmm. a class tomorrow doesn't mean we're going to be fluent in Russian right away, right? We're probably going to learn how to say, right. hello, how are you, and this is my name. And that's it on day one. And then if you go okay. back on day two, you'll repractice those first three words you learned, and then you'll add a fourth word, and so on and so on. And so do not expect that you will be the, the, the best, fittest version of yourself instantly. It comes with daily practice, daily commitment for mm-hmm. everybody. That's, and it, for me, too, I have to do it every day or I will lose it. So uh, just like learning a language, please don't expect that you're going to be fluent in fitness or uh, super fit immediately. Now, somebody who's morbidly obese, this is the great excitement of working with someone okay. like that is they have so much opportunity to make so if i'm if i'm talking with someone who wants to lose 15 pounds okay well we can get the 15 pounds off them might take three months to lose 15 pounds because you're already near your ideal weight and the closer you are to to your ideal weight actually the harder it becomes to lose weight but if you're 600 pounds well realistically you could lose 30 pounds this month in a very healthy way wow and you wouldn't even have to be super strict because if you're 600 pounds you are you have such reckless i mean you are you are a reckless person with your health so the second you start mm-hmm. becoming remotely moderate your body will say whoa and and you will drop weight so you know someone mm-hmm. like me if i wanted to lose a pound or two i would have to be pretty detailed about what i put in my mouth if you are 600 pounds and you want to lose weight well you could probably still eat five big macs every day i still lose a ton of weight mm. so there's there's a progress will come quickly if you're morbidly obese. Now, uh, you're also in a dire situation. If you're morbidly obese like that, you are standing at death's doorway. Do not 
do not um, be confused. You are leaning over the threshold into the Grim Reaper land. So I encourage you to get serious because life is good and you can make change. And I see it all the time. I've helped tons of people lose hundreds of pounds. And uh, the effort, you know, which feels kind of bad at the start, eventually your body will feel kind of bad if you don't mm-hmm. exercise. So baby steps. Just just go walk to the mailbox and back. Do that a few times a day. And then you know, start adding on a little more here and there. So that's the morbidly obese advice. Now, for the everyday person, here's more sophisticated yet still simple guidance for you. So when it comes to fitness, uh, don't you don't have to be confused and you don't have to be perfect and you do not have to run a marathon. But you should attack fitness in four, uh, four different ways. First of all, strength. Strength makes your body stronger, more capable, more powerful, more resilient, and less likely to be injured and so all of your muscles matter and what I want you to do is pick up a simple strength training program with small dumbbells or uh, no weights at all or resistance bands if you go to my website fitness.com that's f-i-t-z-n-e-s-s there's tons of tiny short videos that target every body part that's easy there's also a ton of free resources everywhere in the internet so strength matters cardio and Cardio respiratory endurance matters. That's the kind of exercise that makes you huff and puff. Mm-hmm. If you brush your teeth every day, what I want you to do is prioritize your health, your heart health over your teeth health. Now, dental health and heart health are interrelated, but you should, if you're going to spend a few minutes on your teeth, you should spend a few minutes on your heart and on your lungs. So that's exercise that makes you right. huff and puff. You can dance, you can swim, you can run, you can kayak, you can surf, whatever, whatever. You can have sex. I mean, whatever. Anything that makes you huff and puff is good for your heart and lungs. Flexibility matters. That's your body's ability to reach and twist and bend without injury. And then balance training. Balance training is important because if you don't do it, you're more likely to fall down. And so four categories of fitness, you choose however you want to attack them, but it's strength, cardio, flexibility, balance. Do a little teeny bit every day or most days of the week. And then do a little teeny bit more every time you exercise. So if you're going to do five minutes today, do six minutes next time and seven minutes and so on. Again, perfect's boring. You're just a person trying to be better than you were the last time you exercised. Now, when it comes to nutrition and weight management, Mm -hmm. what I want everyone listening to do is swear off the following things. Diets. Diets are short-term Uh, endeavors that lead to short-term solutions and long-term suffering and misery. So zero diet Mm -hmm. from here on out, not keto, not intermittent fasting, not the cabbage soup diet, none of it. It's all lies. It's all, it's all setting you up for failure. So no diet, no pills, powders, or supplements that are designed for weight loss because none of them work other than a couple. There's maybe a couple of prescription drugs, and they also put your heart at great risk. So if anyone's trying to sell you a pill, a powder, a supplement out of their trunk, or go like, hey, this works, it doesn't. They're lying. They're just stealing your money. So know those things up front. The way you actually lose weight is by eating the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be. In most circumstances, you cannot exercise off reckless eating. So you can't be fit without exercise. But darn it, you can be real trim or real lean if you want to. And so um, the exact formula for weight loss, I call it, and it's right on the cover of fitness.com. And it's free and it's thorough and there's a whole frequently asked questions section. But basically, you're going to think of your goal weight, and let's pretend you want to weigh 150 pounds. We're going to put a zero on the end of your goal weight, 
and that is your caloric budget for the day, every day. If you want to be a 150-pound person, know that 1,500 calories is the exact amount to sustain a person who is 150 pounds. If you eat 2,000 calories a day, you are setting your body up to be 200 pounds. If you eat 2,500, you are setting your body up to be 250 pounds. So it's your goal weight with a zero on the end. That's your caloric budget. What I encourage you to do is fill your caloric budget up with mostly healthy foods. And, Diane, I don't feel like I have to talk down to your listeners. They probably know that fruits Mm -hmm. and vegetables are good for them. Lean proteins are good for them. Mm -hmm. Whole grains Mm -hmm. are better for them than white flour. So more nutritious foods than not. And then within your caloric budget, I highly encourage you to take 10% or 15% of those calories and have a little fun. And so if you feel like you really want to have a glass of wine, okay, okay, if you're going to have a beer, okay, if you're going to have chocolate, great. I have a piece of milk chocolate every single day, or I consider it a sad day. So again, people just need to organize, learn your caloric budget. And again, go read exact formula for weight loss on the cover of fitness.com. There's a Z in the middle of that fitness. Go there. And it's the, the article is so thorough, but so simple. And you don't have to buy anything special. You can get all your food at the grocery store or at a restaurant. And you're just going to keep track of your intake. And once you've hit your caloric budget for the day, you stop eating. And, uh, yeah, all of a sudden results start to happen. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. So we have had a awesome time with you today, Fitz, in the studio. You have shared so much about uh, breast cancer, health and fitness, and we talked about the 600-pound, because, I mean, I, first I, I thought, I'm like, okay, this is just something that they're doing as a reality show or what have you. And after I kind of looked at it, I'm like, no, these people are actually 600 pounds. This is nothing where the video yeah. has been edited. And so that makes a, a, yeah. um, a lot of sense because I've never heard a, a nutritionist ever explain it or a wellness coach ever explain it on the show that if you want to you want to weigh 200 pounds, you just go in there and keep piling up, you know, the calories that you eat. Oh, wow, that is mm-hmm. something to actually think about. That is something to actually think about. You know, so before, before we – go ahead. Go ahead. Did you have anything to add? I, I was just going to say, Diane, it's almost like setting the thermostat on your house. So say you're, it's summer and you went away on vacation, turn the air off, you walk in, your house is 95 degrees. Okay, well, mm-hmm. you like it to be 78 degrees, so you put the thermostat on 78. Your house doesn't right. poof instantly become 78 degrees just because you you press the buttons on your thermostat it takes a little time and energy from your air conditioning so when you want when you choose your goal weight you say i want to weigh 150 pounds when every day you eat no more than 1500 calories you're telling your body what size you want it to be and over time it will eventually shrink down to your goal weight so having that visual knowing that it'll take time and discipline but it will get there i think is really a value Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, wow So uh, before we um, end the show, of course, we want the listeners to be able to connect with you um, You can be able to share your um, social media handles You can be able to share where they can be able to find your publications, your books um, You can also um, share um, any upcoming engagements that you may have uh, with, if, you know, with your speaking engagements and your website where they can be able to find you. You can do that at this time. All right. Well, fitness.com is my home base. Again, that's F-I-T-Z as in zebra, N-E-S-S.com. 
tons of free resources there, videos, recipes, articles, uh, lots of fun stuff. My race announcing and speaking calendar is there, so come and find me and say hello. My books are available at fitness.com. So while they're sold wherever books are sold, you can find signed copies. Everything that leaves, leaves my office comes signed. Uh, you can get my Noisy Cancer Comeback, your Healthy Cancer Comeback, Stick to Strong, and the Healthy Cancer Comeback Journal at fitness.com. And if anybody knows a cancer patient or a recent survivor, uh, please make sure they know these books are available to them because I am really excited to help every cancer patient on earth dig their way out of that hole and, and get back to living vibrantly. I have an online course called Fixing Your Life with Fitness. It's five hours of me telling you exactly how to be fit. And uh, boy, is that effective too. So that's fitness.com. I'm also at fitness on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. And if you follow, I, I promise engaging, informative content. But really what I prefer is follow and then say hi Tell me, you heard me on the Women Who Rock podcast, and you, you heard our conversation <laughs> with Diane, because I would much rather have friends than followers. So thank you so right. much for listening, guys. I hope, I hope you take the reins of your own life and your own health. Do better, be better, and if you need some support, let me know. Absolutely. So there you have it, everyone. You have heard of what you need to be able to jumpstart 2022, and then it does not matter if you are overweight. She has also, Fitz has also given you the narrative of what you can be able to take in the next step to be able to make sure that you're successful for 2022. Do not go anywhere. We have our next upcoming guest. That will be coming up at 11 o'clock at the top of the hour. So thank everyone for tuning in. And Fitz, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Diane.